it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. I am already excited about this conversation um, because there's just so much rich topics um, to explore, let alone the story of this person. But, but uh, let's get on with it because this is Gillian <laughs> Whitney and I'm going to just, um, I, I'm going to say the, the opening paragraph in the sort of bio that she gave me because she's written it so well. Gillian Whitney is a marketing coach with Launch for Life, a company she co-founded with her sister Janet Ellie, I'll, hopefully that's right. The dynamic duo lo love helping coaches, consultants, and nonprofits with, and I love this phrase, and listen up, listeners, because this is what you're going to get some help with here easy peasy marketing solutions. <laughs> oh, yes, please. They believe you shouldn't have to be a rocket scientist to market your business online. Oh, she also describes herself as a geek princess. Well, look, let's just, just, just get Gillian on here now. Hello from Israel, Gillian. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm dialing in. I've got, like, what am I, a caller? I'm calling, I'm dialing in from Israel. I'm, I'm Zooming live from Israel, which is so pretty cool. it's, it's, Haifa, it's, uh, Haifa. It sounds like uh, Euro, I, I said it a bit like Eurovision Song Contest, which of course hasn't even happened this year. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, and from Israel, Gillian, <laughs> your scores. Oh, but listen, it's not just Israel that, um, that Gillian is a citizen of and her story of global domination <laughs> is, is fascinating. So let me hand over to Gillian for a minute to just give you a bit of background on why she's in Israel and where her business sort of started and what other countries she's involved with. <laughs> I love to use the caveat, I am not a spy, <laughs> because so many people are like, what? I actually have four citizenships, which, and I have the passports to prove it. I actually have four passports, and I was born in Canada, and, and, and just a little tidbit, which is kind of interesting, I was born in this, like, no-name place called Wallaceburg, Ontario, which is, like, kind of, like, no, nobody's ever heard of it. It's in southern Ontario close to Windsor, the Detroit border. And it's actually, for book readers, it's actually where was the end of the Underground Railroad. And that's where the slaves would be smuggled into Canada. They would go along the Underground Railroad. And there's a true Uncle Tom's cabin that was like right near my birthplace, which was like, I thought kind of cool, you know, considering I'm a book lover and all. So I always like that little tidbit. But anyways, I was born in Canada. I am a naturalized U.S. citizen, had to pass the exam to be accepted. And then I discovered that I was British born abroad because both my parents and my two sisters were all born in London. And so that's what makes me British. So that's three citizenships. And then in November of 2019, just a few months ago, or it feels like just a few months ago, COVID, we've lost all track of time. So who knows what a few months ago is. I made... Uh, what's called Aliyah, 
which is when you can, if you're Jewish, you can move to Israel. You just get to move to Israel. My husband is not Jewish, but they let him come. And my two dogs, which was bizarre. So we boarded a flight. And before that, we actually literally sold everything. Our kids had grown up. We were sitting in a three-story house in Northern Utah. We looked at each other and said, what the heck do we want to keep living in this house by ourselves with two dachshunds? We, we had to keep carrying them up the stairs. We said, we have to make a change. So we just went, you know what? It would really be fun to travel and move abroad while we're still young and healthy enough that we could do this. And I had an online business. My husband works in IT. So we thought, if not now, when? You know, when, when do you make this, this leap? And it truly was a leap of faith. We moved to Israel sight unseen. We had never been here before. We literally sold our house, sold all our belongings, put our personal effects in a storage unit, small little storage unit in Las Vegas, moved to Las Vegas for a year, got all the paperwork done, and in November, boarded a plane with six suitcases, two dachshunds, and flew here and got here and went, what were we thinking? <laughs> oh. it, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It is so different here, but it's been an exciting ride. Didn't think about a worldwide plague coming in and lockdown and, you know, hey, they don't speak English here. So that was a challenge. So it's been interesting, but I have to say that having an online business does allow you to live anywhere in the world. And if you got four passports, you're doing pretty cool. So um, oh, it's exciting, exciting. That's so brave. It's brave. It's exciting. It's, it's, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's rich. And that storytelling skill of yours is rich too. And um, yes, I, I've been going through an absolute nightmare with my daughter and passports and my granddaughter and the Philippines. So Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed that you've managed to get so many passports, <laughs> but you did it. You did it in a very um, wise, uh, slow and organized fashion, which is a lesson out there. Um, right. OK, <laughs> so let's look at what you actually do with this online business, because um, we could talk about so many things, because, I mean, once you get into marketing, obviously we could be here for the next three days. And personally, it's something that I, it's a bit of a, what we call bet noir, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So um, I would just sit here and literally pick your brains to pieces, which I'm not going to do, Ginian. We're going to remember that our listeners are who this is for, but I've got a feeling they might also find marketing quite a struggle. So let's find um, a couple of areas that we can really give them some help with. And, and I can ask you some questions because I think my questions might be their questions too. And let's start because you're very keen, aren't you, on using the power of video to market Absolutely. your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would, I'd have to say, people say, what's your you know, one easy peasy marketing tip. And I'd have to say that it's video. And the reason why is because if you've ever studied SEO, you're like, oh, you know, blogging and everything that's involved with SEO is really huge. It's, it's just like, oh my gosh. And I have seen people, and I've been one of them, where you blog your heart out. If you're a writer, you blog, it's natural. And yet, 
Google doesn't always show you love. And I am a Google goddess. I really know a lot about Google. And when I started to see what was involved trying to get your blog post to rank, your website to rank, all that sort of stuff, it's a long, hard journey. And that's why I chose to go with um, video because video kind of leapfrogs you to the top. It leapfrogs you into YouTube. It leapfrogs you to the top of the Google search results. It helps you in your social media because you get noticed. So if you are to spend your time and your energy and your money on one thing, I'd have to say it's video because you're going to get the best return for your investment. It's the best bang for your marketing buck is video. Oh, right. Now that's great. That I'm hoping will inspire people. Um, I don't think I'm making enough of it yet, which is ironic seeing as I mainly do video and it's my, it's my thing. I have a YouTube channel. So I, you've already, we, we spoke before this and you get, you've given me kind of a thumbs up for my YouTube channel, which I'm really proud of. Uh, I I'm taking, I'm taking that. But I know, I'm, I know I haven't really nailed it because the reason being, I think partly, that I'm spreading myself too thinly. So, let, let, so let's go back one stage because I think this is a sort of chronological logic, if, if you like. There we go. We're small business owners and we think, yeah, right, okay, uh, hang on. I've set up my Instagram account, my Facebook account, my Twitter account, my Pinterest account. Oh my God, now you're telling me to do a YouTube channel. Oh my God, okay, all right. Well, I've got three minutes left in this day and I, I'll just stay up all night. Um, right. So let's take a deep breath, shall we? Like a sort of yoga routine. Uh, <laughs> namaste. Why are we doing this and what can we tell ourselves not to get into this state? First of all, the biggest thing, the first thing that we tell people is stop doing what we call shotgun marketing. And this is the American influence. We talk about guns. We don't have any issues with guns. So shotgun marketing is like bang, and then you're trying to cover everything. We say it's better if you think about having a bow and arrow and you're doing targeted marketing. You really want to have that target. You want to have a plan. You want to have a strategy. So you have to think it all the way through. You don't want to just make video for video's sake. You have to have video with a purpose. But in terms of all the different ways that you can market yourself, email marketing, social media, YouTube, blogs, yada, 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 goes on and on and on. If you try to do everything, you do nothing well. And so we tell people, pull it back. You can't do Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. You know, what the heck? TikTok, what is that? It's for teenagers. I don't want to deal with TikTok just yet. Maybe it's cool, but I don't know, could be banned. <laughs> so I'm just not going there. So what we tell people is, number one, always make sure you know who your avatar is. Where is your avatar is your ideal client? Who needs your product? Who needs your service? Figure out where are they spending time? And then where do you want to invest your time? Hopefully they're a match. For us, we were on Facebook. Um, Facebook was great about five years ago. And that's kind of when we started doing Facebook, we were uh, doing Facebook courses, teaching people how to use business pages and all sorts of different things like that. And then Facebook did this whole, you got to pay to play. 
You got to do Facebook ads. The organic reach went down. The only way you could do it was with video. And we were like, we're, we're old. We can't do video. We're not pretty. We're not influencers. We're not Marie Forleo. We don't have that beautiful hair. There's no way. So it was just like we were resisting video. Not, not going to do that. So, you know, we like the little Canva posts and, you know, nice little things like that. But we found Facebook was just depleting us. So we looked at Twitter. Twitter was just like noisy. It was just noisy and we didn't feel we could compete. And so then we looked at LinkedIn and LinkedIn was where our avatar was. And we looked at it and said, I think this is where we want to be because we really want, we are B2B, you know, we're not going to the direct consumer. We're helping small businesses. Small businesses are on LinkedIn. It is not just a job search engine. That's what I used to think it was. And I think it changed when Microsoft bought it. It's a different place. And what are we at now? I think it's like 705 million. I can't keep track of statistics, but there's a lot of people on LinkedIn. And it's like, um, I think John Asperian says uh, there's another a million a month at joining. It's it, every two seconds, there's a new person on LinkedIn. Oh. It's amazing. It's amazing. So we're all on LinkedIn. That's like 100% the platform that we're dealing with. And we're not looking at anything else. We have occasional stuff on Facebook. And I'll, I'll tell you my secret sauce. You repurpose stuff. Take your stuff from LinkedIn, upload it natively to Facebook, backdate those posts <laughs> so that you have some content, and then that's it. You just kind of pretty much let it go. I would only use Facebook for maybe like um, a Facebook challenge and then drive those people back over to LinkedIn. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm really not involved with Facebook anymore because you can't ride two horses. You really can't. You're just going to run out of energy. So I always tell people, stick to one. And if you do it really, really well, and then you find that you have some additional time, no one ever does this usually because, you know, we got other stuff to do. But if you can now take on another social media thing, then go do that one. But don't try and do them all. It doesn't work. It's too hard. I love this. Right. And we, we really need to get serious about this, um, everyone, because by the way, I now have an image of a cowboy uh, or girl that's <laughs> don't want to be gender specific, um, <laughs> riding two horses um, with shotguns shooting all over the place. So, you know, we've, we've got it. We've, we've got the image. Um, and a John Wayne, <laughs> John Wayne marketer. <laughs> so we don't want that. We want a much quieter sort of Clint Eastwood type kind of just quietly quietly going into that favorite bar of his and sitting down and that's where he's known that's where people go to see him because they know he's there or everness in the hunger games with her like little bow and arrows you know she yes just, like oh, precision oh, woman i like her cowboys and hunger games i love it i love it i love it this is so visual so um don't let me get carried away with that the main point being we really have to be quite brave because I think what happens is you you have this extraordinary and I'm you know I'm not being, I'm quite an intelligent person <laughs> and I'm you know and I'm a communication coach I know about this psychology stuff so it's not like I'm being but I do feel like I'm being a bit gaslighted because part of me thinks no 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 I, I oh no I, I do need to put something on Facebook now otherwise the one amazing quiet client that was going to is, is going to miss me or Twitter or Twitter 
that's the other thing. When you're writing a book like I am, there's this pressure because everybody's saying, how many followers have you got on all your platforms? We want as many followers as possible because I guess, and you see it on Twitter, you see people suddenly becoming active. They put, they place their banner with their book cover on it. And now all of a sudden they're, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Twitter active. Um, you think, well, you're only doing this because your publisher or whatever has told you to, you know, um, right. But then we think, oh God, no, that I have to, I have to. But actually, if you're building the kind of follower numbers that you can on LinkedIn, which I've you noticed is ones. incredible, why do you know, just give it a break, give, give focus. Plus, here's the secret. This is really what kind of like was the light bulb moment for me. When I understood that LinkedIn was more about just connecting with people, but in essence, connecting with entire networks. So every time I make a connection, I not only have access to that one person, I have access to their entire network. And I don't know any other social media platform that offers that kind of exponential growth. Kind of reminds me of like those, you know, like tell someone who tells someone who tells someone. And it kind of goes out in ripple effects. And I think that to me is the beauty of LinkedIn. But the key is, and you know, I've done blog posts about this on LinkedIn, article posts about how you must have a LinkedIn strategy in terms of how do you, you know, get talking with people, yes. the conversations. You cannot post and ghost. So people who are using third-party tools and just like Hootsuite and like slamming out posts to LinkedIn saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And then they go, LinkedIn doesn't work. Well, because that's not how LinkedIn works. You have to adapt yourself for the platform. It's not Facebook. It's not Instagram. You can't do 30 hashtags. That works on Instagram, doesn't work on LinkedIn. So that to me is the biggest stumbling block for yeah. so many people is take the time to learn how the platform works, adapt your strategy to go with it and repurpose, you know, repurpose as much as you can. Cause we're all busy. We all have the same 24 hours. So you repurpose from one social media platform to the other. Like I said, I cheat with Facebook, just use my LinkedIn posts and away I go and backdate and whatever. But the important thing is even on LinkedIn repurpose stuff, it's, you know, I, I just did something the other day where it's like, I took a LinkedIn article and I made a video going to a LinkedIn article I published like three months ago to just give it some love, to send people its way, you know? So you can do little tricks like that. There's many different places you could put video on LinkedIn. So that's the key is always figure out how can I take something and use that same thing over and over or in multiple places or can i pull it out in another six months can i do something else with it that's strategic marketing and that really is what everybody should be doing strategic I marketing i love it i love it i love it i love it it sounds brilliant it makes total sense so on that subject so let's let's drill down then into video because that this is a classic example of something that you can repurpose like you just said um, and it is a classic example of how to use LinkedIn well because it's a relationship building um, platform to, to, you know, and video, you know, people quite like to see who you are. Um, and 
then of course I'll have a certain amount of listeners out there saying, I hate video. I can't, I do, I can't do video. I can't do it. Okay. Oh, oh, you were one of them. Oh, how, tell us your, tell us your story of, of how you got out of this place. You just, you have to, you just have to, that, that was the bottom line. I avoided video for years. I kept hearing, you know, kind of like the Mari Smiths on Facebook. If you know Mari Smith, she's beautiful and she does video and she's the Facebook queen and the Mari Furlios and all those people who were like Amy Porterfield, they're gorgeous. They adapt to video and I just went, I can't compete with them. I'm just like a regular person. I don't have, you know, a crew to do my makeup or something like that today. I'm not even wearing makeup. And so I just went, how do ordinary people like me who have a capital I for introvert, how do we get over this? How do we do video? And what I decided is start where you are. Start with one thing. You do not have to do a talking head video if you are not comfortable with that. It took me a long time to get to this and be able to just turn on my phone and do a video. That was a hard thing. I had to do it in baby steps. And part of the easy peasy marketing I always teach people is start where you are, figure out where you want to go, and let's do the baby steps to get you there. You don't have to go in big leaps. Just one little inch at a time will do it. So if you're not comfortable, like I love one program. I'm going to tell you a, a, a quick sort of win for everybody. There's a program called Lumen 5. You, you can start for free. doesn't cost anything to sign up for an account. I think you can do five videos a month with Lumen 5. And what it does is if you are a writer and you blog, what you can do is you can go to Lumen5, tell it your website, and give the URL of a blog post. And it will go through and build a one-minute video for you. It will capture in your photos. It will capture in the text. It's, it uses artificial intelligence. And it will kind of make this cool little video for you. I, I just posted one this weekend. And you can change it. You can say, eh, not that caption. I, I, you know, I want it to say this. Or you might say, eh, not that photo. How about a different photo? How about a different video? And it puts stock video and all sorts of different things. But it actually uses the words and pictures from your blog post. And then it makes a nice little video even gives you some music. You can change it or not change it. And then you can download that MP4. You can upload it to LinkedIn and then make a link in your post. Go read my blog post. So whether the blog post is on your website or it's a LinkedIn article, come on, how easy peasy is that? That is a video that does not require your face. You don't have to subtitle. You don't have to say anything. It's all done for you. That is a really great first step with video oh my gosh l-u-m-i-n l-u-m-e-n five right I'll, I'll link that obviously in the show notes but um yes because this is really interesting because when i first um was doing the podcast i used a thing called headliner um which is another one of these really useful little tools very easy free to sign up and you, you just basically upload the audio file of the podcast. And, but you can have that nice, uh, you can have the cover of your podcast on it as an image. You can have the nice sort of uh, zigzaggy um, audio kind of yep. moving thing going across it. 
And I think the, 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 the underlying, one of the underlying things in this is that um, the eye is, I think, attracted to something that's got a, a, a movement look to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Eye candy. <laughs> it's eye candy. Eye candy, which doesn't involve luscious locks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and you think people are scrolling through the news feed and they're like, boring, boring, boring. Oh, eye candy. Stop. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what you got to do. And, you know, and it could be something as simple as that, that you're just going to get more eyeballs on your stuff, more people going, Hey, I kind of like this. I'll follow that person. Or they make a comment and then you're starting a conversation. You're starting to have a relationship. So these are just the little tricks that start off with video as small as this. Nobody says you have to turn around and make a Steven Spielberg <laughs> job. You know, it's like really baby steps. And, and I actually, on my YouTube channel, I have a tutorial on how to use Lumen 5. So I'll uh, give you, I'll send you the link afterwards. And if you want to put it in the show notes, you can that walk YouTube. you through how to do it. That YouTube channel of yours is, um, is a marvelous resource. And so let's, let's, I mean, I could talk about this f literally for days. So let, let's just segue to YouTube then. So now people are saying, oh, oh, YouTube, that's all just, you know, again, people think that it's for people who've got this flashy production team. Um, and and I, I would genuinely say um, that I am put off frequently by over produced videos i will actually just turn off almost instantly from some of them unless the content is so amazingly interesting or useful um i i it has the opposite effect on me it definitely doesn't engage me because i just see slick overproduction yeah. i i remember once somebody that i knew went and worked with uh, let's just say a pr agency and um, with the best one in the world, they got this person doing some little mini videos, um, but it, you know, cost and yep. it was produced and the pot plants were in the back and the Apple, uh, you know, Mac laptop in the front and all of this stuff and <laughs> makeup and hair. And I knew this person and I, and I thought, but that's not you. That's no, not you. you. I don't be like you. this. So please don't get trapped into thinking that you've got to be, you know, all made up and fancy. I think it has, an, from a communication, from the psychology of it, the kind of stuff I do, you know, that, that's a barrier. It's actually a barrier. And this kind of real, I know everyone goes on about vulnerable and real, but they go on about it for a reason, because it's, it's, it's brain stuff, it's wiring, it's human psychology, it's science, it's not fluffy. You know, there, there is a reason right. why people go on about this. So let's look at the sort of, the, the kind of geeky aspect of YouTube. So people might not even kind of have quite figured out what they need to do. They're, they're, they are, okay, yeah, here I am, I've got an account on YouTube. Um, for a start, we talk about YouTube channel. So give, give us a bit on that. Okay, so first of all, I think every small business owner needs to have a YouTube channel, even if you don't want people to see videos. So I'll explain that in a second. But a YouTube channel, think of it as your own personal TV station. That's what I kind of think, your, your own TV show. And you just think of it as, I like to think of it, and this is kind of going back to my librarian days, because I used to work at a Phoenix Public Library. I was a huge librarian assistant there. And I know about storing stuff. 
And that's what I tell people is start off with YouTube and utilize it as a storage facility for your videos. So say for instance, um, you're a small business owner and you're working in this time of COVID and all of a sudden you're on Zoom calls and you're on podcasts and you're maybe giving webinars for organizations and people are sending you recordings. What are you doing with these recordings? You can't put them all on your hard drive. You can't share a recording from your hard drive. If you want people to see something, say you did a hour webinar, you can't upload that to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is for two minute videos. It's not for something that's an hour. So you have to have somewhere for that to go. And you should be, remember, repurposing everything. So if you do a webinar, what you wanna do is now have that webinar sitting somewhere and you probably wanna embed it on your website because that's going to get you more gigs. That's going to get people to see you, know you, like you, trust you, want to hire you. So if you're a, a, a business owner, you want somewhere to host those videos. YouTube is free, it doesn't cost you anything. So if you could take those Zoom recordings and say, hey, thanks you know, for having me on the webinar, maybe I did the webinar for free to you know, teach your people. Say, can I have the recording? They send you the MP4, you upload it to YouTube, you can make it unlisted so nobody even sees it, but you can take that unlisted video, embed it on your website on a sort of, here's my press page, and now all of a sudden, you look like you have credibility. And as you're using YouTube and just getting comfortable with having this, it's, it's increasing your ability to kind of compete in this tech-savvy world. So I tell people, you don't have to run off and you don't have to be an influencer. You don't have to be a YouTuber. A YouTuber is somebody who has a channel with thousands of people and maybe millions, you know. I have, I have a friend whose daughter is like, she is a sewer and she sews and she puts all of her costumes on YouTube. And when she turned 18, YouTube started sending her checks because of the ads. And she was making, she makes tons of money. She was a homeschool girl just making these videos and she now has like millions of subscribers she's making money but she is a youtuber she is an influencer i'm not i i only have 200 subscribers i am a small fry but if you look at my youtube channel it is full of marketing videos because I'm niching down, this is what I do. I help people with their marketing. So if you see my tutorial on Lumen5 or Vidyard or other you know, video stuff that I have, you're gonna know who I am. And you're gonna say, oh, she's the one and she makes mistakes and this and that, but she tells you little trick, tips and tricks and this and that. So you're either gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. So it's filtering out who wants to work with me. And then if I'm smart, which I'm not always smart, I'm not perfect, but there should be a call to action on my videos of, you wanna learn more about working for Launch for Life, go to my website, or here's a checklist you can download, or there should be a call to action. I get busy, I don't always do that. I need to get better with that. We all need to work on our own marketing, even marketers, but that's the idea. Just again, baby steps, always about baby steps. Start where you are. So that's why I say everybody needs a YouTube channel. But here's the kicker 
is that people will find you. It's a way to drive traffic. People will, you know, if you optimize your video for search engines like YouTube, YouTube's the second biggest search engine in the world. Number one is YouTube. No, uh, sorry, number one is Google. Number two is YouTube. So if your videos are ranking in YouTube, Google owns YouTube. So your stuff is going to leap to the top of the search results. So I know for me, I rank number one for a couple of videos that really are not great videos, but nobody else was doing them and up they go. And, and they're old. That's what's amazing about YouTube. It's, it can be old content where social media, you got about 24 hours, you know, and then we're on to the next thing in the newsfeed. YouTube years. Listen, I, I love this. This is so useful. Listeners, how useful is this? Um, now, the, the thing is that um, I would assume to get that, so that video that, that comes up in a search is coming up in a search because somebody's putting a search in to Google. So I would assume that it's quite important to figure out how to I don't know, either kind of tag or write the right titles for your videos, because that's something I'm so bad at. I just come up with random words that sort of, you know, they're often a little bit quirky or um, subtle or whatever. And I realise that that is so not the way to go with all of this, because I need to have words. I do need to have words in there that people are going to um, search, search for. for. Yeah. And OK, so there's a couple tricks. Number one. Um, the easiest one is literally just going to YouTube and start to type and you'll see the suggested words. So that's one way to go without doing anything, just seeing that. Then there's a couple of, um, a couple of programs you can use. And I, I always tell people start with free, you know, <laughs> don't have to start with paid programs. So one is TubeBuddy. A lot of people like, it's called TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E, TubeBuddy. And then there's another one, and I think mine's called uh, VidIQ. I'll, I'll have to look because sometimes I don't retain stuff in my head. And I think that's the one that I use. And what it does is it allows me to, it, sometimes it gives me suggestions, but if I type something, it will actually show me that like, oh, I could be like number seven if I use that word. And I just use as many as possible. And the thing is too, also, take your YouTube channel and you can put keywords for your YouTube channel, not just the videos. And always try and use the name of a particular application. And so for instance, I ranked number one for Raindrop IO, which is a bookmarking app. And that was my first kind of like, oh my gosh, YouTube is like powerful because I didn't try to rank for that. I actually made that video um, public by accident. <laughs> made it, I had made it unlisted. And I wanted my sister, who's my business partner, to watch it. And I somehow was busy, I did it fast, and I made it public. And then all of a sudden, I came back like three months later, and I went, Oh, my gosh, this has been viewed 3000 times. And I went, what the heck is up with my sister? Why is she watching it this many times? I couldn't understand it. And then I realized it was public. And I realized that it was just like, oh, my goodness, people were finding this without me doing anything. And it's because they were just looking for how to use this program and nobody had done a video but me. 
So oh, sometimes you can just kind of stumble. You can just stumble. That so, is so good. Oh, that, what a story. What a great story. Hey, listen, talk about stories. Let's finish on the story um, because I, I knew I'd have a problem finishing this conversation like I do with every fascinating guest I've got. Um, obviously, I'm going to ask you in a minute how people can get in touch with all the rest of it. But just quickly, that post, you because you just mentioned Google and you mentioned libraries and you mentioned searching and trying to find answers. So you and I both go back, um, you know, before the age of the internet <laughs> what right. a long way before the, to, if i can maybe so bold um and, so uh, it might surprise people that there were these sort of how, how did you find things out and you you were tasked with some tell us about that post. My, my first my first job out of college was working at the phoenix public library as a telephone reference librarian and I was literally in a room with, surrounded by books, books, encyclopedias, card, little cheater files, like you name it. And my job was I had a phone that had six lines, like nobody even knows what a landline phone with six lines is. They don't even know what I'm talking about, but we would see them all lit up. And the library would open up and the phones would ring and I would go phone call, phone call, phone call, phone call all day long. And people would call into the library with any question under the sun. And I'm telling you, I was a human Googler. I would, you know, people would say, how do stars stay up in the sky? You know, people would call with crosswords, always with the crosswords. You know, what's a four letter word for a port in Taiwan? And be like, okay. I'll, I, and we weren't allowed to answer out of our head. We had to cite a source. We always had to be able to cite a source. So. I learned how to learn to use everything. And then I got picked to learn how to use this thing called online searching. The internet was being born. Like it's bad enough to be before Google. I was before the internet. That makes me really old, ancient. You know, you're almost envisioning me having like a tablet and a chisel, you know, <laughs> that's how I wrote letters, you know, that's how old I am. But it, it was so true. And I learned how to do online searching and it was so panicky in that, every minute every second you were on you were being charged so you had to compile this is what my search is going to be and then you had to like copy it paste it and run it and get the heck off and it was like you know that was three hundred dollars and you'd be like oh my gosh it was just terrifying it was terrifying so now it's like to have what we have today is just amazing. It's oh amazing. my gosh, that is such an amazing story. So, uh, oh wow. Um, can I just say, this is a horrible question to just launch at somebody. Do you have a book recommendation? <laughs> a book recommendation. John yeah, because you're a book John Experience, content, content DNA, content DNA. I love I love it. I love it. Especially if you really want to know marketing and you want to know LinkedIn and you must follow John Asperian. That is the number one thing anybody getting on LinkedIn should do. Content. I love this. I love this has actually become a bit of a signature trademark of my podcast because 
it has now become almost a thing that John gets a mention without me even prompting. Either I mention him or somebody else mentions him. It just, it just organically comes out of our mouths um, in these chats. And that is because John is who he is. And that's as simple as that. So like we say, get, go, go get connected. Uh, but don't think you can just connect and, you know, do post and ghost stuff no way follow him maybe 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 you should get like him to do like some sort of voiceover like this podcast is sponsored by john you know what? i think you got you might be onto something i'm making a note of that okay um right this this is ridiculously useful and fabulously fascinating so people um i think they know where to get in touch because i would say they need to connect with you on linkedin would that be right Absolutely. Con connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a nice note. I really like a note. So I know, you know, if you say I heard you on Trisha's podcast, then I'll just connect with you. So that's, that's good. I like a note. I like a note. It's polite. It's polite yeah. Yeah. That, that's nice. Anywhere and else? Then, and then I have a YouTube channel. It's it, Launch for Life is the YouTube channel. So you can just go to YouTube, type in Launch for Life and it's launch and then the number four life. And you can go to my website, launchforlife.com, same thing, and uh, connect with me there. We do have a 30-minute uh, free consult. So if anybody wants any information on just, hey, want to chat for 30 minutes, you got me. Oh, wow. And what a useful 30 minutes that would be, having said which I think I've just spent a useful um yeah 45 minutes at least um but you know who cares <laughs> i don't um listen you're sort of getting towards lunchtime middle of the day there in israel what's the weather like in israel oh it's gorgeous it's yeah. sunny and it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful it's a little humid but it's uh sunny and gorgeous and lovely it yeah. like yeah. the climate here is actually quite quite lovely i, I always kind of imagined that um, i say imagined because i'm not that well traveled i don't think um but listen what what a fabulous guest you are jillian and uh, we will continue obviously to communicate as we do um on linkedin and i'm going to do a bit i've actually got a note on my pin board here that says youtube sort um so it's it's been apparently said which it's been up there for three weeks um but it's it's on my but you've you've now given me a couple of tips which are absolutely so thank you and um we come back again sometime because we've got a whole nother chunk of stuff to talk about okay sounds great yes take action try this one small step right get into video <laughs> no more messing about if you are thinking i don't want myself all over linkedin or whatever try that lumen 5 app give a small little baby step action towards doing something with a moving image. If you are already doing quite a bit, then really, really hone your YouTube channel. And if you haven't got one, get one. Investigate, explore and make it zing. A lot of fascinating stuff there. You might need some show notes. Head over to trishalewis.com for resources, links, and a chance to sign up for the weekly email, The Really Weekly, which gives you updates on the latest episodes, plus a little bit extra, some fun communication skill resources. So subscribe wherever you want to, leave reviews wherever you want to, but one way or the other, let's stay curious together. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.